Oh, this is my intro day. Welcome to Smart Nonsense. This is episode numero once. Are we on 11? 11, yeah. 11. That's kick-ass. This is a kick-ass podcast where we dive deep on all the topics of entrepreneurship, self-development, and challenging norms. I'm Dylan. I love challenging entrepreneurship and self-development norms, too. That's Mm, the kicker. Challenge all the norms. Challenge all the norms. Most of the norms. Most of the norms. Today, Henry and I, we're going to challenge... Vaccination as a norm? Mm, Wouldn't challenge it. Don't want to get into it, but would not challenge it. All right. Well... We'll save that for another day. What we will challenge is whether this absurd thing that we call college is that is that worth it? Is that worth it in COVID Belky? Am I am I turning into a crazy cartoon character right now? I don't know. I okay. I didn't think it was worth pardon the cicadas in the background. It's summer in Chicago. Look, I didn't think it was worth it. Or sorry. I was on the fence about it being worth it when we were there. Originally. I'm frazzled. I just this is the latest we've done this. I'm like half food yeah. coma. I'm in. Let's, I'm delirious. I, I also just ate an absurd amount of fried clams, so this is just not not gonna be <laughs> fried a good clams. It was fried everything. Birthday it was dinner, seafood. I don't even. <laughs> birthday dinner. We celebrate two weeks later. <laughs> not yours, your dad's. Oh, uh, like that was like three days ago. I, I did go golfing with him today, dude. I don't know why, but we just don't click. I'm hmm. trying to bust his balls. He's trying to Do you bust think mine. You're but being we, difficult. I think that's at least eighty percent of this. Yes, <laughs> but but the last twenty percent. That's what I really want to unlock. Eighty twenty. Okay, 80. so <laughs> let's go into Pareto optimality on how you interact with your. Uh, let let me. So I was saying, I was on the fence about college when we were in college. Now I would be running for the hills. If I were to spend $70,000 to sit at home and act like I was taking classes on Zoom, it's to me a joke. I think though, well, one, I don't think they're charging. I think they're just charging tuition. I don't think they charge food room and board. You're going to eat. Brown didn't want to give room and board back this past spring oh, or whatever true. to yeah, students, which is like, I, maybe they're not now. Regardless, uh, you'll have to pay for it yourself to some degree at least for the food. So it's going to be at least 50,000 for all these schools. Cause this originally came up cause I saw the, someone share on, on Facebook that Harvard was keeping tuition the same and doing all online classes. And I, I think like selectively some people can go to campus. I don't know the exact details, but basically it's like online full price. And that's been the case for all the other schools I've looked up, at least the elite schools. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Oxford example, shut down for the year. Shut down, shut oh, down. complete year. Which I think is a better decision. Than doing like short-term. Remote or hybrid. Yeah, just some crap. They're just like, we'll, we'll attack this in, in 2022. Right. So you say Brown wasn't, or you were on the fence when you were there in person. And now they're doing some weird little trimester thing. I don't even know what the deal is with that. Yeah, I think they're trying to get like, you know, half the people on campus at once so that they can spread everything out. Trying to give the seniors, you know, a, a legitimate senior year. Try to get the freshmen in to get acquainted with the place. It's really, really tough. But, okay, you know what's doubly tough is, so let's say it were me. I would absolutely, without batting an eye, take a gap year. However, it's like, what do you do? 
there's, you know, like there's, unless you're building something at home or in close proximity to where you're at, like you can't travel, you can't enlist in programs. It's really, really sticky. Well, that's, what's funny because in, I guess two podcasts ago, podcast number nine, I think we're talking about the, I mean, I edit all these. You don't do anything. You just clock in, <laughs> clock out, boy. But cause a ruckus. <laughs> so I think because there I was talking about the like the coolest kid on the floor. Yes. Chiz. He was so cool because he took a gap year and went over Asia, was like shepherding sheep and smoking hookah in huts for literally six months. And you could probably do that actually. You just had to take a flight and then you live out in the boonies. But uh, a lot of it's just more difficult, less fun. So it, it's lost. Maybe it's it's allure. I don't. I don't know because that's it's usually the travel. Like that's the main that or bonus. an internship, right? Or I don't know, working a like a more full time position for one year. But like, you can't really do that either. So it's pretty much you take it's these like, yeah. oh man crappy it's basically the equivalent of doing like a what, what's it arizona state what's the what's the one that would always phoenix. do uh, university, of, university phoenix. of phoenix university of phoenix probably worse because all these schools are scrambling to set actually up their own that reminds me that's exactly what i would do i would spend the year or two at my community college or university of phoenix to be totally honest like spend the five grand to take classes locally, get the credits and then try it again next year. I know it. I mean, would you really do that though? Yeah, I would. I would. So also you, in hindsight, I think I would have done my first two years there as well. Like, don't get me wrong. I had just the time of my life. It was a whole lot of fun, but I don't, there's a lot of arguments to be made about doing it as locally and cheaply as possible fair i think people would have a, a hard time i think most kids that go to elite schools do it for the name brand and it, it just like it's a big ego thing at that point they couldn't they probably couldn't do it i don't know even i don't know i i'm all with the whole gap year thing i'm curious with jane and like what what are you suggesting her yeah so there she's at stanford there, yeah this is my sister she's finished her freshman year finished in quotes i mean it's terrible uh for them but but basically her and i think like a, a small group of really close friends have said like we're in this together and so stanford's doing i uh, just dropped edit that out edit, i don't want to talk about stanford they're actually you just sent me something i don't know you want me i didn't to get a chance to read fact. it i didn't get a chance to read it but stanford was one of the first to say like we're gonna have our freshmen and seniors i think go back they're lucky they have quarters so they have four slices of the pie to figure this out and they're basically having two classes do two quarters someone's got to stay for the summer quarter which is a bit of a bummer but it, it should work and so my sister and her friends are thinking they will as a group go back and kind of you know, dive headfirst into the wonkiness that it's going to be social distancing, no cafeteria, dine in, all like throwaway stuff, like no part, nothing. 
or they're all going to elect to take a gap year so that when they come back in a year, they all remain sophomores, which I think is smart. Well, that's, yeah, I think having the, like, we have our little group, like the boys, we probably would have done the same thing the with our boys. The boys. I feel like that's, everyone does that. And we have the back foot. We, we got the whole, the whole group. <laughs> like it's a mess. I, I don't even want to get into that. But yeah, I think that's the right move, sticking together and, and just rolling as a little squad. But does she listen to you? Like, if you suggest to Jane, oh, you should do a gap year. Is she going to be like, oh, Henry knows what he's talking about or he's just a dumb older brother and look at him. I wouldn't even, no, I wouldn't even push that. We, yeah, I wouldn't push that. Yeah. She, she knows you're, you're also because like I didn't, I, I can't speak. To, I didn't take a gap year. I can't like fight for her to do, to do one. And I also, I, I, I'm not totally sold on the gap year this year because there's not a whole lot to do. And I think that's what her and her friends are finding is like, well, if we don't go to school, it's not like we can all backpack through Argentina. Well, you could, if you go to Patagonia and they're yeah, getting the slammed but... right now, central and South America. Nah, nah. <laughs> you, if you take so a kayak thing, down, right? right? <laughs> you could. The article that you didn't read that I sent yes. you, I don't even know why you I sent you anything. You sent it five minutes before we got on here. What do you mean <laughs> yeah. I didn't read You had it. to read five bullet points. You couldn't read five bullet points. The fifth uh, bullet. It's a great bullet. It's Run us through them. I don't want to. You I didn't, didn't read, read it. it. I read it. I didn't memorize it. So here's, here's the thing. The last bullet is a consideration that I didn't have. Where the cost of wasting a year doing online classes is so high versus taking that off. And then you get to come back and you get three years in person. So you're using mm-hmm. up one of your four years to have this little dink donk online class. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying is like the cost is so high. If you really want to get that year in the books and out of the way, go to community college. No, but I think it's the opposite. People don't want to get that year out of the way. Well, no, some do because some are on this like, track. You're to just get going, to med it depends school. if you're going for the degree or yeah. if you're going for the experience. Yeah. But I think and that's the two camps of people. There are degree people and there are experienced people. I swear to God, Carol yells at me one more time. Which she got fried clams. <laughs> Dylan's muted screaming. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be more fried clams. <laughs> Wait, what happens if I yell like off, off mic? Wow. <laughs> Do you hear that like obnoxious shriek? Yeah, but it was actually. I I don't know what's going to happen with the master. That's a dynamic mic, so it just really goes in the direction it's pointed. Best podcasting mic on the market. You should know this. I should. No, it's got some weird little bubble thing. It looks like a force. Okay, so I'm going through these points. They're basically all like the cost, both fiscally and in opportunity cost for doing your classes online, is like ridiculously irresponsible. Is, Is that right? Yeah. And then it says yeah. Stanford can parentheses and will evict you again. Yeah, because that's about the thing right. you get there, right? You, right? you move in, and then they just pull another spring semester and just boot you, right? Because I think things are going to get a lot worse in the fall. Uh, so, but okay, yeah. I'm what I would do. I have no place to say this, but I would probably go back full force. This is a a healthy population of of students. The faculty is a different matter. Well, that's a big matter, but 
you know, we know that th- it, this is a demographic of students that aren't as affected by this as other groups. I'm of the belief that to some degree, you just have to bite the bullet and and try and get to a sense of herd immunity. And you can do that on a, on a campus. And then you keep, you know, people that want to do remote can, people with autoimmune disorders can stay remote. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think we'll be doing this on and off in-person social distance and then lockdown dance for a really long time. That's to the eviction point. And I should yeah, there's up. no there's no question in my mind. I would not do it at all. I would just that's the thing like our whole or at least my whole idea is that people don't have enough projects in school. Like instead of graduating with your degree, the degree is useless. I don't even know where mine is. It might be in the <laughs> trash. I I would much rather have a dope dillonjarden.com website or whatever my website from, is from a year off. Yeah, exactly. And it's just all my works, even my works, like that thing I procrastinated on and almost didn't graduate high school with. The idea of that is sick. Like have a portfolio that you can show people instead of dropping a resume with like, yeah. oh, I worked all these hours. It's totally different. Dang. That's gotten me every job I've I've ever got, every project, every whatever I've gotten. I've almost never submitted a resume cover letter. They've never asked for a transcript. That's I have what like was... this body of work that just describes who I am and speaks for itself luckily i mean how sick is that because you just you tell someone like oh hey i'm really good at stuff and then you just drop them henrybelcaster.com and they're like oh, you know what it is imagine is. you're reviewing those which what i'm starting to realize is all these 25 30 35 year olds they're just like us they're just as lazy they're they hate their job just as much they're just as confused so like when they get a stack of resumes and cover letters they want nothing to do with them but you get a video or an art portfolio or a website and all of a sudden it's like something they enjoy going through. That's what I did. At some point we're going to talk about my crazy internship and, and job experiences. But the way I, I got this whack internship for a YouTuber that I was super into in, in the whole dating realm because I hate going to parties and whatever. That's a whole rabbit hole. But basically I just cold emailed this guy and there were like a hundred thousand people followed him on YouTube. And, uh, and I just sent him a video, like this really well edited video. I, I shot it in a day. Like I ran down to the library. I grabbed a tripod, rented out the camera. We rented it for free, whatever. Shot it, edited it, sent it. And dude, it's like the, the little touches. I was pretty good at editing because lynda.com, we got it for free at school. Basically like you can use YouTube. Learned editing in a week, edited this dope video, sent it to him. And it's like, that's what's going to stand out. And I think it's the same thing with a website. You don't have to learn Did how to you, shoot. Did you, was video. it a video you of theirs that you edited or you actually shot something? Because I no, know a few no. people that like, oh. uh, if they're really interested in like a position or something, they'll like just submit some work that like they would do for that employer. And I think that's a smart approach. That's kind of what I did. And right. I, I had no real skill like my only skill at that point because i was trying to be like a a film guy for them because i had no i remember skills so yeah so i yeah because i was just film shooting guy. Little, uh, bold introvert videos <laughs> i'm like i kind of know how to do this oh man uh, <laughs> you took a iphone video class right yeah uh, that was that was a cool class in college like take wacky shit in college but yeah iphone filmmaking 
So <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was just like all these people that were doing things that I wanted to do. I got sick of the whole uh, banking world and I was just shooting off like, oh, here's five ways that I can help you. And I just like list out, oh, this is what's wrong with your website. And I'd send them an email or I'd say like, this is how we could easily improve your YouTube channel. Like just sending off all this little little value pings. Did you then say your dad is stuck on the moon and you need ransom money from an unsuspecting person like me to get him off? Are you hating in the cold email? Is that no, what this is? What is no, this? I, okay, here's what I'm doing. You said you gave them pointers on their website. I'm thinking of the people on LinkedIn that are like those spam marketing people that send me like, oh, we're going to do this, this, and this <laughs> if you, and then, and then I took it to, this is nonsense. I took it to the Nigerian prince emails and I'm basically calling you a Nigerian. You're really prince. breaking down that whole joke. It's late. It's been a long day. It's been <laughs> yeah, a I was going to say, I, the listener cannot visually see you, but you just, I'm in a lost shadow. It. You've lost it. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're just kind of vegging out. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I mean, try not to sound spammy, but like that's one thing you can do. Yeah. And no, I, I, I'm, I'm being facetious. Like I'm totally with you. I, I think right different. now, offer your free work. Like you got nothing else to do right now. Everyone just sitting down, like take a day and just like create something awesome for some person and then ship it off. Like maybe you have five people that you'd love to work for. Do that, offer them value. And like, obviously don't say like you're a Nigerian dude. Just be like, yeah, I'm a, whatever. I'm a college kid. Like I have time during COVID. I'd love to help you out. What's your thing really quick? I remember you told me briefly about reaching out to like uh, B-list CEOs and executives. Oh, so I think this that's is cool. really smart. Jeez. I'm not, Jeez. none of this is smart on my own. This is all just Tim Ferriss regurgitated oh, through Ferris. my voice. But he said, I think that maybe this is in Tools of Titans. I'm not sure where, but somewhere he was like, or it was someone he interviewed. I forget. They said it's very hard to contact an A-list celebrity or someone that's trending right now on Google. But everyone that was trending five years ago, the world's forgotten about them. So you can, if you send an email or a letter or something to say the silver medalist from the 2012 Olympics, <laughs> dude, you're going to be on the, you Olympic can unlock team. all their stuff. It's like, they just, they just missed the spotlight or the spotlight faded or moved on to the next person. And now they're getting maybe like one email a day. Yeah. So it's so easy to ping and just pop up in their inbox. I'm going to email Michael Phelps. That's a great point. And I think a lot of people don't shoot those shots because they think this person is on some pedestal and you'll never, ever get in contact with them. Any like big-ish person I've reached out to cold, if I pester them enough, I, I, I want to say I get a response every time. Like they're human beings too. They're reading their emails by and large. And like, I, I know I've I've found a ton of New York Times columnists, a ton of authors, just search them. They almost all have their own like portfolio. Do some digging on the website. It's got a personal email address somewhere because they want to sell their book. That's part of why I loved the last Gary Vee 
Aubrey podcast because yeah, it talks about accountability. Three. Yeah, part three. <laughs> <laughs> we turned that one hour podcast into a three hour breakdown. I loved that they were like, you just got to be accountable. Like, yeah, maybe it'll take you 50 emails before someone responds, but someone will respond if you do it and do it well. And like, you have so much time right now. There is literally no excuse. And copy and paste the same email. Change the names. Right, dude. That was Come up with a well-crafted email. Just blast it. Pick, pick 15 people. And then if and when they don't respond, follow up every four days just gentle nudges and then they'll come out of the dark follow up with something i'd say something different don't just be like hey bumping this up in your inbox right, just right. like offer a little bit of value so it's not just a complete like hey did you see me but even some person like the company i talked about that i cold emailed and started working for someone else had just kind of cold emailed them and they're like no sorry we're not interested but they just like every couple of weeks, they're like, oh, here's something cool I'm working on that would be relevant to you. And you just, you just beat them down. <laughs> and it's happened to me as a, as a hiring employer. Like the, the person keeps messaging me and keeps messaging me. And then I remember their name and I remember their name. And then finally I'm beaten down. I hate to say it, but I'm beaten down. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. They're persistent. Let's go. Right. And I've, I've had that before because it's, at this point, I've actually hired a decent amount of people and I'm always at least going to shortlist anyone that texts me or follows up with an email or follows up with whatever, even a letter. Then it's just like, wow, this you have I'm going to let sending it. pigeons your way. I, I got <laughs> pigeons. I got a little coop. So they just fly right in. I bet you but do. yeah, I, I just tell them, I'm like, hey, if you want this job, just send me a fucking carrier pigeon and it's over. <laughs> absolutely open. yo if can you somebody buy one of those? did it i don't know but whoever did that <laughs> ought to be hired because it's not it can't be Dude, easy. if you can find a carrier pigeon and train it to fly to whatever address you want i how does that work like do you have to do they follow yeah, like, a scent trail <laughs> <laughs> but do you just you like leave the pigeon and then drive no near idea. the house and go and then maybe it's not real do you ever think it's it. just like a hollywood thing no, the they got uh, like a purple heart for a pigeon in World War Two. What? Please, a purple heart. I don't know heart? what the medal was, but it's something like it. it I think it got the killed. The most prestigious, like c- civilian, is that a civilian award? The purple heart no, goes no, to no, a pigeon you're, for nineteen forty-two. Come on, you're just saying big words. Yeah, but I no. think those are civilians still. So, whatever. If you can't find a carrier pigeon, just send a text. But all we're saying is follow up with these people and offer a little bit of value and then obviously try and not just be annoying with it hey speaking of sending texts somebody so i put my my phone <laughs> gotta bring some more like nonsense sleeping, dude. i'm i i don't do these things this late i got this awesome so i put my phone number in my youtube videos because i'd just rather talk to people i woke up to this awesome voicemail like hey i love what you're doing dude i just wanted to say I think your videos are really great and have a good day. And I was like, mm. touching. What's your name? I asked for, for their name and I haven't heard back. I don't know if I can text that. <laughs> they just ghost you. <laughs> I think like, so. I'm still waiting, waiting. That's that's the move right there. I mean, if, you, if you're really playing the long game, that's the best way is just pepper in some little compliments here and there. Just like, oh, sick video, dude. Or like, oh, you think that's what's going on? 
Probably. I mean, it, so it's, do you know this person? Who is this? No, I have no idea. Ask for their name. Hey. Oh, true. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you don't. I. It's hard because there's like a line between manipulation and just like being a good person. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I just bring it up like, because it's like, was, yeah, just tell them. Shoot just, off an email. Just, just tell people and, and just, I don't know, be positive about people and then tell them that you're being positive about them. I heard this one. What'd you hear, Pap? <laughs> like, <laughs> with, to with to job bed. interviews, I, I have no, I've only really been on one side of the, like, I, I never really had many real job interviews, but basically they said, like, the, at the end of the day, the question is, would you want to sit in an airport for three hours and have a beer with this person? Like, that's, I like that. That's the real am I going to hire you sort of trait. So at the end of the day, it's just be a cool person. That's just, what about you? I've sat in lots of airports with you and you don't drink beers. Yeah. Cause I don't like hanging out with you. Oh, that's true. Can we, can we take a gap here? Is this, I texted. Yeah. I, I just said it the other day. I was watching a video and I was like, ah, we, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. I don't. Although I, I here, don't know the me, last time I spent four months without like getting out of town. As crazy as that sounds, but sounds annoying. It's super annoying. I. All right. So here's here's my concern. Today I went and visited my dad, or like the last two days I was with my dad. And dude, when you're out of your little routine, your your rhythm, you're in a different mm-hmm. environment. I totally broke all my like. I, I still did my habits, but it was it's the, the power hardest. of habit. And the power of habit. I'm just like, I don't have my room. I can't go down and do my work. I had to like go to the park and there's just so much friction. And I'm like, I I can't do this. Basically, so what habits are cue, routine, and reward, right? Every single one of your cues was missing. Dude, it was was so screwed. Yeah, I was eating breakfast before working out, which I never do. (laughs) It was just... Oh, my cues. So <laughs> I can just imagine you pacing, like <laughs> smashing your head into the wall because you don't know what to do next. I know. I had to scamper back home. I, I couldn't handle it. I'm like, Pop, I know it's your birthday, but I'm leaving. And you just got to <laughs> lay down the law. You got to put routines over people at the end of the day. So that's, so we started this podcast with you don't like your family. What it turns out is you <laughs> forgot right, all right, of your habits. I say, like, be a good person. Yeah, don't listen. To, why are you still listening to this podcast? Who's okay, so I don't know if you... No, you did. You you gave your point. You're not going back to school in the fall. I wouldn't go back to school in the fall. That's what spend I want the year, to ask. You're saying spend the year, build your own kind of profile and or, you know, figure out what you want to do and be and attack it online remotely for the year. Is that right? Yeah. I would... All right, say I am a college freshman right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think if like coming, whatever, college freshman, you're in college. I would, one, decide if I want to look into my own, first I'd read four hour work week, regardless, if you haven't read that, read that. Then I would be like, okay, do I want to work for myself? No, you know what I would read first? That mixed with Excellent Sheep. Have you read Hmm. Excellent Sheep? Have I read it? You you remember that blog post I was going to write that I never wrote? No, because there's a lot of those. Dude, I <laughs> I vented to you about how college, the whole history yeah, that's, of college. Yeah, that's what started your blog, I think, actually. 
Yeah, that's you what got me all torqued up, and I never. See, I'd wrote read it. excellent sheep and four hour work week, and then and then what? Mm. And then after that, I'm like, okay, do I want to do my own thing or work for someone else? Like, wh- which way am I leaning right now? And often you won't even know until you really start to experiment. So if you want to do, if you want to work for someone else, then I'd try and shoot off those emails, like we we're saying, and just kind of reach out to people. If I want to do my own thing, then I, I buy whatever my name is dot com and just work on projects and start a podcast. And it's like one entire page. It's nothing crazy. One entire page of of my website, my portfolio, is just the books I've read. I think like one, it it keeps me accountable to keep reading and keep refreshing and reloading that page. And then, you know, I think it offers a, a kind of interesting sliver into, it's actually interesting. My dad was looking to, and then let's talk about what we're doing tomorrow and, and wrap this up. But my dad was applying for a position. He was, he was looking to work with Stripe over in San Francisco. And he was in conversations with the founders and the founder of Stripe, one of the, I don't know his name. I think they're brothers. One of the things he's really adamant about is keeping a list of all the books he read and kind of doing something different when it came to like that application and that conversation. My dad put together a list of every single book he's read to say, you know, hey, founder of Stripe, like here's this cool thing you do and here's kind of where I stand on on that book list. And that's way more interesting than submitting a resume and a cover letter. You don't have to follow the formula. I love it when people break these norms. They challenge the norms. Like, just (laughs) stand out. The amount of... So, here's the thing right now. There are very few jobs, and I know we're over time, but there are very few jobs and a lot of applicants, a lot of people that want jobs. So, harder than ever to get one, how about you stand out? Do something crazy, wild. Like, imagine being... Imagine, like, you're hiring someone and they send you this, this crazy link and on your website... With your portfolio, you have something custom to them on the homepage. It's like, hi, hiring manager, and it's a stick figure of you <laughs> waving at them, dude. Just stand the fuck out. Like, I'm so I'm so scared to swear now. Uh, just stand out. And that that's the gist. That's good. It uh, worked. It, I don't know. That might not work, but. No, the I swearing, think, I mean. It's been less. Oh. But yeah, there's plenty of fish in the sea. You you, you got to do something that's, I've used that in like three different ways. <laughs> I don't know. If that, that's the opposite point. There's so many fish in the sea. No, no. As 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 an employer looking for employees, there are so many fish in the sea. If you are just sending another, you know, resume with your experience and your skills that aren't even your skills because you aren't actually fluent in Spanish, then you've got to do something else to stand out. <laughs> Eso sí que es. <laughs> All right. What's tomorrow? We'll be interviewing a friend of ours who took a completely different path. Not that it's right or wrong. Not that what we do is right or wrong. And uh, yeah, I'll be the mature one here. It's, you know, we're we're going to just... Can you get it together? <laughs> Can you get it together? <laughs> Everyone's so worried. I don't even want to talk about this. I used to just keeps busting my balls. He's like, hey, Pop's going to blow this. He cannot. We Should we just. Can we end this? Is this the first podcast we edit? Can I just like put this little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for Smart Nonsense. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Henry. That's Dylan. We will see you tomorrow for an interview with a good friend of ours. Bye-bye. <sighs> Bye bye. <laughs> bye.